Well, the question of optimism for some teams in the Commonwealth has been much greater than it's been for others. We all know that for Liberty and James Madison, uh, they've had very good football seasons uh, to start things off. Meanwhile, Virginia Tech found themselves back in the win column with that 38-21 win at home against Pitt last week. And just when that confidence seems like it's starting to surge for the Virginia Tech Hokies, voila, potentially a cold dose of reality smacking them in the face. Proverbially speaking, of course, not literally. We don't advocate that here in the fast lane. But a wake-up call, probably on the way, when they get ready to battle Florida State, a 1.30 airtime and a 3.30 kick on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and VTR in Southside 106.3, part of the Virginia Talk Radio Network this coming weekend. So, for perspective and potentially to help humble the Virginia Tech Hokies, who better than somebody who played at a high level, he won two Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and also is very familiar with Florida State, having played his college ball in Tallahassee, Bryant McFadden, CBS Sports, college football and basketball, college football and NFL analyst, back with us in the fast lane once again. BMAC, a pleasure to be speaking with you. Uh, is a cold dose of reality awaiting Virginia Tech after that uplifting victory against Pitt last Saturday? Yo, I hate to show my bias in answering your question, but I hope so. Well, you're <laughs> I allowed. hope it is a cold dose of reality this Saturday in Tallahassee. Of course, what what would you expect my answer to be, right? Being a former Florida State, uh, no, still, you know, rooting and cheering for them through and through year in and year out. Uh, I hope so, but I can tell you this much, that game uh, with the Hokies and the, the Panthers last week, man, that was a big-time confidence booster for Virginia Tech. You know, being in the midst of a three-game skid, uh, home atmosphere, night game there in Blacksburg, and just being able to dominate in all facets of the ball game clearly would do wonders for their morale getting ready to travel to Tallahassee. In, in the immortal words of Coach Prime, we keep receipts, and we do at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, where our listeners can check out the podcast of prior episodes, including when Bryant McFadden, who's with us now, CBS Sports, NFL, and college football analyst, when Bryant was on with us before the season. And you mentioned that 4-0 was something that was achievable for Virginia Tech in non-conference play. Obviously, 1-3 is what they got, and that's a far cry from 4-0 how big was that victory against Pitt to at least reestablish the possibility that, granted, they probably won't beat Florida State, they're 24-point underdogs or thereabouts, but that they could at least get to a bowl game, get some more reps in, and prepare themselves to get back to where this program expects to be? And I think what we saw last Saturday was the, was the best complete game we've seen so far from Virginia Tech. Yeah, you talked about having me on during the summer and we're looking at the Virginia Tech schedule. Uh, I felt like they had opportunity of being 4-0 or 3-1. and You talk about Old Dominion, Purdue, Rutgers, and Marshall. I felt like clearly week one, that was going to be a dub. And then not knowing anything in regards to consistency from Purdue, that should be an opportunity as well, especially getting Purdue there at home. And they just kind of didn't deliver. You know what I mean? But seeing what I saw last night, I think Virginia Tech surprised a lot of people with how well they played and not only playing well but sustaining that level of play as well. And you got to start off with, with, with Drones, the quarterback. You know, Kyron, he had a heck of a ball game against Virginia Tech, threw the ball with confidence, made big-time throws. We know what type of uh, athlete he can be in regards to improvising and running, but he had his best game of, of the year so far, and I think that's something to build upon.
when teams are learning how to win games, and that's where this Virginia Tech program is right now in year two of the Brent Pry era. They're not established. They need to learn how to win games. How crucial was it for Virginia Tech when you referenced Kyron Drones? He fumbles the ball away on that kind of fluky play that Pitt scoops and scores, and all of a sudden from 21-28-7, it's a 28-21 game. Virginia Tech answers, they get the next 10 points, they put the game out of reach. How crucial is that sequence in the growth of a program? It's great when you're trying to change the culture because when you have the wrong culture, you find ways to lose ball games. My defensive coordinator at Pittsburgh, you know, when I was with the Steelers and Dick LeBeau, legendary individual, Hall of Famer, you know, he used to tell us all the time, a bad team will find a way to lose a game. He said, you just got to understand that. When you're playing against a bad ball club, they will find a way to lose ball games. And good teams find ways to win ball games. And I can tell you this much, you know, being a Florida State guy, when we're in our dark years, we were finding ways to lose games. It seemed like it didn't matter what happened. We can be up going in the fourth quarter, squander a lead away, or just do something that we didn't expect to see happen, you know, uh, uh, experience, and we lost ball games. For Virginia Tech, they, it kind of been in that same grunt. But as you mentioned this past Saturday, the ball bounced a different way. And the best way to find ways to win ball games, number one, you got to believe you can win. That's the issue. Walking into a stadium, not caring who you're playing, knowing that we got a fighting chance to go ahead and win a ball game. And then when that piece of adversity hits, don't don't lower your head. No, this is what it's about. This is what we're built on. This is what we're made to do. We're made to fight through this adversity and find a way to be successful and get the job done. So mostly it's about believing in the game plan, knowing that you're going to execute the game plan, and knowing that whatever happens, we're going to always come out on top. At BMAC underscore sports talk for Bryant McFadden, NFL and college football analyst for CBS Sports, and he's with us here in the fast lane. Um, So you mentioned adversity and believing there's an opportunity. Now Virginia Tech has to go to Florida State, a top five team in the country this year with marquee wins on the docket against LSU and Clemson before things unraveled for LSU. How does Virginia Tech approach this game mentally, knowing in the back of your mind that Florida State's clearly more talented and more developed as a program, but if you're Virginia Tech, the objective, I would think, is at least to hang around as long as possible and give yourself a chance. Man, they should approach this game as comfortable as a baby in a car seat. And the reason why I say that is because no one is expecting Virginia Tech to do anything significant. You talked about being a 24-point underdog. No one is expecting anything. So with that being said, you should be relaxed because there's no pressure on you. Right? Everyone is expecting you to lose. The bigger question is how much will you lose by? And I don't care what it is that you do, whatever your nine to five is, whatever it is that you're involved in as an adult or as a competitor, when you don't have any pressure, you sometimes perform at your best when there's no pressure. And that's the mindset that Virginia Tech should have. There's no pressure on us to go out and do anything significant because everyone thinks we're going to lose because of the team we're playing against. So go ahead and be relaxed. Do what you're supposed to do. Take care of your job. Understand what your assignment is. And play hard. That's the most important thing. Play hard and just allow the chips to fall where they may. Because guess what? If you lose, well, it's Virginia Tech against Florida State. You're supposed to lose. But if you win... That's the bigger that's the that would be the bigger surprise. Virginia Tech won because no one is expecting you to win. So they should be relaxed. You mentioned the baby in a car seat. You you bring back memories of when my 5-year-old twin boys were babies and they actually slept in the car seat and now it's uh much more like World Wrestling Federation or WWE as it's called. 
<laughs> no, no question. Everybody know when I reference, you know, if you had a, a baby, you know, when you put them in that car seat, man, they're so comfortable. That was my go-to with my with my kids. I put them in the car seat, man, inside the house, not just in the car. And that car seat would put them to sleep. There's something about that car seat that kind of just put them in a sense of tranquility of being extremely ra- relaxed and getting some, some getting some rest. Now, the flip side to that is Brian McFadden is bringing some life lessons for us here in the fast lane from CBS Sports and, of course, his time in the NFL and at Florida State is for Virginia Tech. You mentioned just being comfortable playing pressure-free in a game like this. Um, How much do they need to go back to the play calling that you saw work against Pitt, and how impractical is that considering that FSU has much greater talent defensively than what Pitt did? Yeah, I mean, the things that we saw from Virginia Tech offensively, especially, that was successful, you want to definitely have some of that in play for Florida State. But you don't want to run the exact same things that you ran against Virginia, uh, against Pitt. You know what I mean? So you got to create some opportunities in your favor. Look at some of the teams that have had success against Florida State's defense and kind of see what they've done, what they did to have that success and kind of implement that in your game plan as well. But I can tell you this much. When you're playing on the road, you're playing in a hostile environment, You cannot make it easy for the opposing opponent. You can't create turnovers. You can't allow turnovers. you got to play flawless football, especially when you're kind of undermanned in regards to talent, because when you make it easy for them, that's when things can get out of hand. Getting out of hand. That's the objective that Virginia Tech fans hope to avoid with Virginia Tech at Florida State, 1.30 airtime across our Virginia Talk Radio Network platforms and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app this coming Saturday. BMAC. Florida State, Jordan Travis, kind of lurking back there in Heisman contention discussion. He's had some good moments, but he hasn't necessarily had those Heisman moments, as people like to call them. How close is he to breaking it out, or is the nature of what Florida State has asked him to do put him in a spot where he doesn't have to do that this year? Well, we don't need Jordan Travis to put up heroic numbers because of the talent that is around him. We just need Jordan Travis to play smart football and make plays. That's it. We don't necessarily need him to go out every ball game to win and win a ball game for us, and that's that's a good thing because we have talent. Now he still has the ability to put forth a video game like outing. You know what I mean? He has that skill set, but right now Jordan Travis just needs to play smart football and 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 and, and, and orchestrate. Lengthy drives, you know, be a playmaker. But we don't need you to go out and be Superman all the time because we got other superheroes on our offense, and they clearly can get the job done. They have. They've done a great job. Florida State, a top-five football team, and Virginia Tech will be there this coming Saturday. Someone who will not be there but has been there in the past and has garnered lots of national headlines. And, yes, we're trying to help our algorithms at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and where people listen to podcasts is Deion Sanders, also known now as Coach Prime, very affectionately. Um, Curious your level of familiarity with Coach Prime and whether you saw this rise in coaching come, even though this team, Colorado, they've dropped the last two games. Yeah, I mean, I think what he has going on in regards to the change, the narrative change in, in college football is great. Is great. You know, I've always been a college fan even before I became a college athlete. I've always been a college fan. And just seeing the attention that he's bringing to Colorado is something that has been missing for quite some time. You know, Colorado back in the day in the early 90s was always a perennial powerhouse. You know, when they had Darian Hagan at the quarterback position, Eric Bieniemy at running back. 
you know, Chris Hudson uh, in the secondary, um, Chad Brown, guys like that, you know what I mean? So I grew up watching Colorado, the Buffaloes, when they used to always make it to the Orange Bowl on that NBC broadcast and playing against the likes of a Nebraska, somebody like that. That's, that's my era, you know what I mean? I threw out some names that a lot of people might not recognize, but go do your research. That's when Colorado's a thing, and they kinda, it, it, it kind of scaled down for quite some time. So what Coach Prime has done, has been a phenomenal in regards to the attention. And some people might say, well, it's becoming a bit annoying or he might be a bit arrogant. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, then who else will, right? And it's not just about believing in yourself. It's about saying what is going to happen and then executing the things that you say. That's the thing. That's the good thing. It'd be one thing if he's just talking and we're not seeing anything positive coming from Colorado. But we're seeing positive things come from Colorado. And it's a, it's a drastic change in the atmosphere compared to what they did not do a year ago. Remember, that team only won two ball games. He's already surpassed that. They were ranked nationally for a few weeks this year. They've been on primetime stages multiple times this year. I don't know the last time I stayed up to watch a Colorado game that came on at 10.30 Eastern time and watched in the wee hours Sunday morning, but I did when they played against Colorado State. So those are the things that he's done. I know a lot of people might not like it, but you got to understand, man, he has a game plan and he's executing that game plan and you can't be mad at him. How much are people missing with Coach Prime at Colorado? The fact that they see all the attention that he has and the NIL opportunities that I don't begrudge his players from accepting either, but how much do they see that and miss the fact that, if anything, Coach Prime's a lot more old school in terms of how he holds players accountable unapologetically and uh, shows them the tough love as well in a way that a lot of coaches, albeit in a lot of cases unsuccessful coaches, are afraid to do. Man, that's, that's the thing. Like, his coaching methods is all Bobby Bowden and Mickey Andrews, who coached me at Florida State, who, of course, who coached him at Florida State. You know, holding kids accountable, not just on the football field, but off the field as well. Mickey Andrews, who was defense coordinator at Florida State for such a long time, defensive backs coach, clearly the same role when Prime was there. If, I, he, if he couldn't trust you in the classroom, he wasn't going to trust you in the football field. And that was his main – that was his mindset. And he lived, he lived and he died by that. And he held you accountable. And if you weren't doing your job and if you weren't playing, he was going to tell you why you're not playing and, and be unapologetic in making those statements. And that's what we've seen. That's old school coaching at its finest. And some people might, some kids might not relate to that. Some kids might run away from that. But for the ones that stay and fight through that, they're going to come out and they're going to make it on top. Coach Prime, Florida State cornerback. Our guest, Brian McFadden, played at FSU as well before claiming two Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the NFL and now a football analyst for CBS Sports Network. And he's gracious enough to join us in the fast lane at BMAC underscore sports talk to keep up with Brian McFadden on social media. Kids these days, that's a phrase that everyone loves to utter. Do they shy away from that type of coaching or will they take the hard coaching if they can sense, and maybe they're better at it now than ever before, that the coach genuinely has their best interest at heart the way that Coach Prime seems to do at Colorado and a lot of other successful coaches do as well? Some kids might gravitate and take that coach, and some kids might run. That's why the transfer portal is so intense year in and year out. It's flooded because you got kids transferring for some of those reasons or kids transferring for a better opportunity. But coaching has a lot to do with why a lot of kids jump into the portal. And that's, as a head coach, that's, it's your job to figure out who can handle the way you coach. 
Because if they can't handle it now, they're not going to be able to handle it two years from now. And you're wasting each other's time. You reference coaching, so we'll get to the ACC elephant in the room on that with Bryant McFadden, college football and NFL analyst for CBS Sports, and that is the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, Tony Elliott seems like the right guy in terms of character-wise for that school, but, I mean, the results just haven't been there. An 0-5 start to this year and even before, and again, let's not underscore, it was a tragedy last year, but before then, they were a 2-8 and football team, so the results haven't been there for, for Tony Elliott. What do you see in terms of what's missing and what that program needs right now to break out of this funk? I think they need some talent. Uh, I think they need some talent for sure. You know, when you talk about Virginia having some nice, consistent success, talent was something that they didn't lack. They lack talent and they lack playmakers. So it's imperative for Tony Elliott to find what his identity needs to be as a ball club and being able to execute that identity. Because right now, they have no identity, and I think it's showing up week in and week out in, in the midst of their play. You referenced the lack of identity, and we'll wrap it up on that point with Brian McFadden with this question. How much is that a challenge for Virginia and teams that struggle when you don't have an identity to fall back on something? And again, I know we're comparing them to Virginia Tech, but Virginia Tech, in all their times, with any coach, it's always been blue-collar, hard-nosed football. Whereas at Virginia, it doesn't seem like they have anything that the players can fall back on during periods of adversity. And that's the thing. There's no culture there. So now you got to set a culture, like you mentioned with Virginia Tech, even though Virginia Tech might be inconsistent in regards to winnings, you know you're going to get a group that's going to be blue-collared, work hard, try to fight and always out-battle you, especially on special teams, and they're going to fight for four quarters. That has always been the mindset for Virginia Tech. And right now with Virginia, it's the total opposite. You know, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. So that's why you got to establish a culture because you cannot build a successful program without a foundation. And the foundation is the culture. If you don't have that, you're not going to have a sturdy building to build on, to create and keep and keep building. And I think that's the biggest issue that I'm seeing with Virginia um, in regards to the inconsistency of sound production that many people want to see. You've seen good cultures in your time, Florida State, and then, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, winning two Super Bowls with them. Bryant McFadden sharing some of that knowledge. Check him out again, BMAC underscore Sports Talk on his social media platforms, and he's with CBS Sports analyzing football, both college and the pro, and he's generous enough to give us some of that perspective, including today in the fast lane. Bryant, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it very much, even though some of our listeners may not appreciate your alma mater in a few days from now. Brian McFadden with us here in the Fastlane. That's how we wrap it up. In the meantime, you know where to find us, Fastlane, Edlane, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts.